Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So Croatia are our first Davis Cup finalists. They will meet the winner of Germany against Russia, which will be played tomorrow, Saturday, uh, as we come to you on Friday night. It's 20 past 10 UK time, 20 past 11 Madrid time, and Matt is still toiling away uh, and won't be joining us tonight. But don't you worry, you will get all of his his views and insights uh, on tomorrow's podcast when he'll be back uh, but we're just letting him off the hook tonight because he has a workload uh, the size of. Uh, it's not like in, you know, the thick of it when you've got a, a hilarious analogy just at your fingertips, is it? I can't <laughs> think of a funny thing well, that's big. Well, given that Novak Djokovic mentioned Mount Everest in his press conference, shall we go with that? The size of but it's not funny though, is it? It needs to be irreverent. The size of you know Marin Cilic's mental baggage. Oh, I was a bit worried there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he'll be back. You've got David and me to digest a big win for Croatia, not thanks to former US Open champion Marin Cilic, but in fact. Thanks to the world number one doubles pairing of Nikola Metic and Matej Pavic and the world number 279, Borna Goyo. <laughs> He's the man, David. Well, I, I, I've realised, actually, I feel quite bad about this, but I inadvertently, well, not inadvertently, because I knew exactly what I was saying when I said it. I think I, I called him and the other number two a no-hoper the other day. Um, in in just sort of casual chatting about my theory for why Croatia would win the whole thing, being that you you only need the one good singles player, and I meant Marin Cilic, who has now won one and lost three, um, and between them they've gone four and zero with the other two, um, and it's incredible. And Borna Goyes won th- won th- all three of his. He, he is a heck of a player. He, I mean, he had a bit of a meltdown in the first set today, but. A- a bit. <laughs> he was four one up. And then he lost five was, games uh, in a row. I tell you what, it was a, it was a slightly weird semi final all round. I think I don't know if the tone was set by that first rubber between Lajevic and Borna Goyo. Bit of a surprise selection, Dusan Lajevic. I don't. I mean, I, don't, I know, I know. I uh, it, it was that spot was always up for grabs. So I suppose no selection would have been a massive surprise, but. Uh, Lajevic wasn't at the top of 
top of my list. I don't know. How did you feel when Dusan Lajevic walked out, David? Yeah, I thought that was a mistake. In the first set, I said, that's a mistake. And then he suddenly <laughs> mounted this amazing fight back. But even when he was doing that, when he got a break back at 4-1 down, he, he celebrated in an extravagant way uh, that looked a bit desperate to me, as if he was just stressed beyond his beyond his limits, really. And he was just—it was just an outpouring of, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm—I—I—I'm I, I, playing a bit better, and I've got a break back." Because he has had—if you look at his record—he has had no real results this year at all. He's got no confidence. He's been losing to lots and lots of players who you wouldn't expect him to lose to, including on his favourite surface of clay. He didn't look happy out there at all. And he's looked pretty miserable and down in the dumps all year to me. And and I thought that they they should have gone for Ketsmanovic personally, even though he lost yesterday. And maybe maybe that maybe he was injured, maybe he was devastated. I don't know. But I just felt like he was very close to beating Kukushkin and Maybe he's a younger guy. I, I, I could have been the making of him, couldn't it, Ketsmanovic? You know, he's he's young enough. There's an upside he, to him. It's, it's not it's not established who he is yet. No. He could have been the guy, well, the guy that Bornegoyo is right now, I guess. Um, whereas we know what guy Dusan Lajevic is already. That's kind. You know, even if he'd won today, wouldn't necessarily have been the Dusan Lajevic definitive moment. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that the slightly problematic thing for for Serbia is they've got three decent singles players, all a bit different: Krajnovic, Kuzmanovic, Lajevic. They've all got something, but none of them is an automatic choice. And and you you don't feel that confident in any of them. And I tell you what, Viktor Trojitsky was pretty damning in his press conference just now about Lajevic. He, 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 he didn't exactly sugarcoat or cover up for him. He, he said, you know, we lost this tie in that first rubber and we were the favourites and basically we should have won. That's, that's pretty much what he said. He was not, not finessing it at all. And I, it was a bit awkward, really. <laughs> this is after the doubles defeat tonight. And because obviously Djokovic has come out and done his job. And, and then it's about, can anybody stop Mektic and Pavic? But really, Djokovic and uh, Troitsky were very clear. We are a singles Davis Cup team. That is what we are. We have to win our singles matches. Now, we, we do have Djokovic who can play in the doubles as well. And he's obviously the best player in the world just as a, as a tennis player and he will get wins, but you know, we needed to win the singles. And, and then Djokovic went on to say, we need a world-class doubles team. That's the end of it from, for the future. Now, if we want to win this thing, we have to have a doubles team who play all the time. And that was actually a brilliant answer to Matt's question, by the way, Matt had asked him about the kind of, psychology and the, the approach of being who he is taking on the best doubles team in the world and and he just he did say it's it's so hard trying to put two singles players together doesn't matter how good they are who they are against these guys who've just got this sort of sixth sense they know exactly where each other's going to be they know all these angles we're just in singles i can return just down the middle and that's enough in doubles i can't do that I, they're, 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 they're reading everything. 
you know, and it was it was just fascinating to hear that that sort of level of insight. It it is a superpower in this competition having a a team, a double specialist team, isn't it? We were having a bit of aggro on our WhatsApp chat the other night about uh, singles players playing doubles versus doubles players playing doubles, and my feeling is that if it's going to be two individuals, put the put the two better individuals in, which are generally speaking these days, it's two singles players. Or I was making the case that I would have, I would have perhaps picked Dan Evans and Neil Skubsky, who had played together quite quite a lot this season. So he had the advantage of the good singles player, and they had a bit of an understanding together. But anyway, we'll never know if they if they would have won. But it sparked it sparked some. Should we call it debate, David? Yeah, I stormed off in a huff. Um. <laughs> um, but any but anyway, I, I, I still I still stand by I still stand by it. I do think if you if you're putting individuals out there, just put your best individuals and hope for the best. The superpower is having the team, mm. which is so much greater than the sum of its parts, and and it feels a particular superpower in the modern game because there's been such a movement away from uh, teams from the same country. Yeah, there aren't. There aren't that many of them. I think there have been, there tend to be a few sort of emergency unions in Olympic years. I mean, that's why Mektic and Pavic got together at the start of this year. Um, because, of course, Mektic won the ATP finals with a different partner at the end of last season. He won it with Wesley Kulhoff. They were riding high, but Olympic year, they decided to do this and boy, has it panned mm. out. But there aren't that many. No, um, no, I mean, the, and Djokovic was kind of went along with what you're saying there that that we don't play enough doubles really to be able to play the best doubles that we that we might be able to play. Maybe we should play more, he said, and I I didn't get the sense that he was putting his hand up for the future to be doing that. Really, I think he he's putting a bit of the ball in the court of other Serbian tennis players to start teaming up now. With a, with an eye on this uh, in the future, and and I, I found that quite interesting. And I think it's personally, I think that's respectful of the competition. I don't think it's right for this competition to be won by a team that's basically one one great singles player that can also just about drag a doubles team over the line. That this competition is about more than that. And the fact that even the best player in the world hasn't been able to do that in this in this competition, he's been able to do a lot. But I think that's right, and I think I think that says far more about the the competition than it does about than it does about Novak Djokovic. Mm. I mean, he couldn't couldn't have done any more. No. I don't think. Well, he was seven five um, six one, wasn't it? And I mean, they he was performing miracles really in the first set to keep them close, um, and then yeah, and. It, it was overload in the second set, wasn't it? Just that their, their will was broken. I think uh, Mektic Pavic took their Pavic took their first set point at uh, at six five. The Serb serving uh, at five six in the opening set. They took that set point and they just they just went right. We've got this now, and sort of steamrolled it over them. Um, and it was it was extraordinary the energy that they that they managed to create, and the camera kept cutting to Borna Goyo in the stands, who didn't want to get emotional yet, but also wanted to get 
crazy emotional sort of oh the look on his face Catherine when Ugh. when he won his match because I mean just to go back in time he was 4-1 up and he he had a complete meltdown and he lost his way totally lost that first set and then it, it, it was awkward yeah wasn't it? it was that was the and extent actually of the, it. the tennis was terrible I mean the ten it was not a good tennis <laughs> we, match at we all. weren't saying good things about the quality I mean I was into I was into the occasion but I was not into the tennis being played and then and then second set it went exactly the same way he went three love up again and then he got broken back again and he's so he's at three two and you you're thinking a this could happen two sets in a row and he could lose and frankly the tie is over that's that's how as 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 good a player as Marion Cilic is and he didn't actually play that badly against Novak Djokovic and he still lost 6-4 6-1 but the the, the fact is that the whole tie was on the line right there. And it also occurred to me, if Goya loses this from two sets where he's been three love up in both of them, if he loses that in straight sets, what damage is that going to do to him? You know, and and fair play, he the, the key game was 3-2 up in the second set, which he held, and he got to 4-2, and then he was off and running. And frankly, he, he's... He's one of these that rides the wave, this momentum wave, and and he's because he's got the weapons, he's got the huge serve and the and the big game, and he's not afraid to to yield that game. Once he's once he's got over his anxiety, he's he's a different player. And I think I think he really has a future personally in in the, on the tour if he can just get a bit of momentum because the the weapons are there. But Lajevic was he was just a really uncomfortable watch all day yeah it was there was none the energy wasn't right he was, was angry it? all, all, it was, it was all a, the aura was bad and it, the, the resilience of Bornegoyo to to come back from what happened in that first set with with the limited experience he has to to do that and deal with that pressure I found I found a marvel really because presumably he stepped onto court with the attitude of I've got nothing to lose here. If you if you're if you're his captain, if you're his coach, that's what you're saying to him in the locker room, right? You're a you're a goalkeeper in a penalty shootout here. Nothing to lose. Suddenly, you're three love up, you're four one up, you've got you I think you're a couple of points away from going five one up. Suddenly you've got something to lose and you do lose it. And everything changes. That whole attitude that you brought into that match isn't there anymore. It doesn't apply. You have to perform some new psychological magic on yourself. And he was able to do that in the moment. And, um, oh, he was, it's, an, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because he was so emotional about that win. It was immense. Look but on his face, the way he just the, put the his job was far hand from to done. his mouth as if to say, oh my word, what have I done? Did I, did I do it? Yeah. It was wonderfully natural and raw and, mm. and, oh, that's what it's all about when you see a look on a guy's face like that. Um, mm. By the way, um, Mektic and Pavic were asked in in the press conference about their next match, the, the, the fact that they're going to play either Germany or Russia, and if they end up be, being employed and, and going to the doubles, they'll either play double specialists in the form of Germany or they'll face two great singles players in likely Karatsev and Rublev, who have actually played a lot of doubles together, but are effectively singles players, and they were asked, you know, what 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 would be better for you? And 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 it was quite interesting to hear them say, well, normally I would I would not tell you, 
normally I would sort of dodge this, but honestly, we we normally would prefer to play the singles players. You know, we we like to play the singles players who don't have all these plans. Um, but in this particular instance, it's it's more difficult to to pick because of how good Karat Seven Rublev are and how they do play together. They're also I, I know at tour level that doubles players take a particular pride in beating singles players that just turn their hand to it for a week, you know, oh, I need some extra match practice, I'll enter the doubles this week. I know that doubles players do feel an extra an extra needle and motivation in those matches, and I can absolutely understand that. Um, whether that applies in Davis Cup, I don't know. And certainly, and Rublev and Karatsev, then they're not those type of singles players, are they? They do... I think they've got quite a lot of respect for doubles, and they play oh, yeah. they play a fair bit throughout the year. So it's not. I don't think don't think that necessarily applies. But oh, it is fascinating. Should we? How much? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. How much attention should we pay to to Novak Djokovic beating beating well, Marin Cilic? I mean, th- there, was, there was just a moment in sort of the second game was it second game? Djokovic's first service game, I think, um, when Chilich had some... Chilich had saved break points on his own serve and then he created, I think, 15-40 on Djokovic's serve. And I suddenly... I don't know why I allowed myself to go down this rabbit hole. It was brief, I promise. But I suddenly allowed myself to think, well, actually, Borna Goye's done the business. 
He knows Mektic and Pavic are to come in the doubles. This is a totally free hit for him mm. at the world number one. This is his opportunity to put all that mental baggage to one side and just swing freely. Maybe, just maybe, we'll see New York 2014, Marin Cilic. Never been seen since. <laughs> Never been seen since. But he didn't have the weapons. No. Did he? He wasn't. He wasn't able to strike any hammer blows, and if it becomes just a just a slugfest from the back of the court, there's only there's only one winner. Yeah, it he, was he hits the ball hard, alarming. does Marin Cilic, but he doesn't hit it with destructive power. He doesn't have that explosive, shuddering power that can rock you to your boots, you know, and... and Did he? Did he in 2014? Has he lost something or... Look, I don't really... I'm trying to remember. I, 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 I know he went after his serve more there and that's the thing that Goran impressed on him throughout. The, as soon as he arrived, it was like, start playing like somebody who's six foot six, smash the ball down, go after... And I think he did go after the ball more. Um, I don't... Th- I mean, look, he's never had Del Potro power. He's never had Dominic mm. team power. Uh, it's he can hit the ball hard and relentlessly, and and he moves well for somebody of his size. And there were some some incredible rallies where he's going toe to toe, side to side, back and forth, and then he would just get lobbed at the very last second, <laughs> and he'd be in, yeah. and you suddenly realised, oh dear, he's he's into his thirties and he's six foot just, six and he can't get there, yeah. and he's playing he just Novak Djokovic. End the rallies, could no, he? I mean, he could end them, but you know, with with an unforced. And look, that's the thing with Djokovic because he covers the court better than anybody ever has. To actually hit winners past him, you've got to have that ability to be like team, really, or. I suppose another man who's had some success recently against him has been Zverev, who also has the relentlessness and just probably a bit more on his shots than than Chilich does. And and obviously the serve is is bigger. Medvedev has the the patience and the movement to go toe to toe with Djokovic. You know, there's but Chilich's game it did look a little bit old today. Really, mm. it, it didn't. He and let, let look, look at the record. It's eighteen two between the two of them. And and the win he had at Queen's was when Djokovic was coming back after the the dip in his career. He's never been able to handle Djokovic, to be honest. It's, it's like you say, it's similar to himself. He's just not as good. Just coming back to to what Troitsky had to say in that press conference that, that you were in, what's your take on that? Because he's right, isn't he? That... That's the one that got away. That's the point that got away. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I but, was very interested in it. So are you with the, you know, managers should should never, should always protect their players' position or is that disingenuous? Because, we, you know, we all know. I mean, I, fe- I felt for him. <laughs> I felt for Lajevic a bit in, the, in that way that, you know, I wonder, I wonder how he feels when he hears that, you know. And look, it wasn't, it was the... The words were more were more stark than I was expecting, but the feel that he gave was that it was very clear that this had not worked out because of was there any that was there any introspection from Troitsky about because I'm not saying you necessarily would be a better Davis Cup captain David than Victor Troitsky, who am I to say? But you said as you saw Dusan Lajevic walking out, this is the wrong decision. Yeah. So was there any introspection from Troitsky about 
okay, Lajovic has led us down, but maybe that was the wrong pick. No, all and along. actually, it was it was one question that I didn't hear get asked, and I didn't get a chance to ask a question. I, frankly, I didn't think of it in quite that way. And actually, that would have been a good question to ask. What what did get asked is why he was playing Krajinovic rather than Kacic, who'd been playing in the previous matches alongside mm. Djokovic. And he said, I, I just felt we needed uh the the experience and he's played more and and, and etc and, and that's why he went for him i think and i think that was a fair enough decision really uh, overall i mean krajinovic played fine yeah. didn't he um, you know but i i think you've got to bear in mind as well that troichki is a very new captain and he's still he's he's their contemporary he played he was on that team with those same guys two years ago and I mean, okay, there was him and Tip Savage, so maybe the generation hadn't completely changed at that point. He's, but he's Solskjaer trying to manage Ronaldo, a little bit, isn't he? a little bit, I think. And 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 look, he's he's somebody who's got a hell of a temper on him, and 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 is incredibly passionate and engaged, which is great on one level. But I I do. I, that is an interesting thing from a captain's perspective. I've, I love it to know the raw truth in the moment, as awkward as it was. It's, it was also great to hear the, the reality right there. But yeah, I, d- I don't know whether how that would go down in in. Yeah, the I mean, room. D- gosh, yeah. Do you th- I mean, realistically, if Djokovic comes to him and says, "I want to play with Philip today, not with Nicola." Yeah, is Troitsky I mean, going to stand up to? I mean, I don't know if he does do that. I don't. I have no idea there, how definitely. There was a moment in a, there was a moment but, yesterday, and after the first, after Djokovic had played, was it yesterday or two days ago? Um, so are you going to play doubles now? And he goes, "Well, I've got to go and speak to the captain, and whatever <laughs> he decides, I will do." But it, but even he'd got a glint in his eyes if to say, "Well, of course I'm playing," you know. Um, and look, yeah, if Djokovic wants to play, he plays. I, mean, I don't think Troitsky would would think for a second of overruling him um but yeah i do think that there is a a period of time when a player is more or less still active i know okay troitsky doesn't play anymore but and we've even seen playing captains haven't we in the past or or people who are still active and i do think that that there is a point at which especially when it's Djokovic who's there who's, who's the same age and who's done so much more in the game and all that sort of thing Maybe a little bit difficult to get that balance right to know how best to captain a guy like that and a team like this. And look, they they got to the semi-finals. They certainly didn't do a bad job. Uh, what what quite interested me was on the court at the end. I thought Djokovic and the team they didn't look as devastated as they did two years ago. And there was a nice scene of of real sportsmanship of of going over and shaking the hands of all the support team and all that sort of thing and it was all very magnanimous when they got in the press conference it was a different story i mean there were some seriously dark faces there and djokovic i think the exhaustion struck djokovic at that point as well uh you know and i i I've, I've been thinking all week it's quite quite a thing to do for djokovic this to play this event in december you know, we're, we're, it ends on the 5th of December. The new season starts in 20 days. You know, two, two extra weeks, two extra venues. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a heck of a commitment. I mean, it's... I suppose that, look, he, he wouldn't be drawn on, again on 
whether he's playing the Australian Open again. And he, he just wasn't even getting into that conversation. He, he said, you will know soon enough. It's around the corner. I suppose there is, there is a chance that he's already decided he's not playing it and therefore he can afford to go long this year. You know, maybe that's a thought. I don't think it's that. I think it's more that he really wanted to win this competition, personally. Um, yeah, I, I think it's that as well. I mean, he, he played two years ago, didn't he? Mm. And wanted to avenge what happened there. And, you know, we've... We've seen what an ATP Cup win meant yeah. to Novak Djokovic. I mean, I that like genuinely that. meant something yeah, to him. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, you kind of, it was an interesting tie from that perspective, wasn't it? Because you had, you had the star power. It was, it, it is important that Djokovic played this competition. I know Nadal would have played had he been, had he been fit. I think Nadal would have played had he been fit, mm. but it did. It felt important for Djokovic to come to this event. It would have felt underpowered on the stardust front. Yeah. I think had he not, and and yet you also had the story being Bornegoyo, this absolute no hoper. <laughs> I feel, in the words of I David, feel so bad. it wasn't personal, David. No. Though was it? It was generic. I was trying to give an example no hope of how yeah. uh, players that we've barely heard of, you can yes. get away with winning as long as you got a, a work, the best doubles team. That part of it, I was right about. But I also, I also underestimated and forgot that Davis Cup can often unearth performances out of people that you just don't get week to week. Although I do think I personally do think Bornegoya has this in him in the future, but you know the the way he's, as you said, two hundred and seventy nine in the world. I mean, just turning up and just beating three very very good players in a row. He was uh, he was playing doubles with Jack Draper last month. Was he? He was Borna. All right. That's... In Ortise, uh, Italy, the challenger in in Ort. Or to say, well, I shall certainly be looking out for his results in the future. Lost. I can tell you that much. Um, certainly will. And hey, they've got a final to play. They'll they'll likely play Russia. Am I doing a disservice to Germany there, David? I I'm not sure. I see a way, but tell me, tell me, I'm wrong. No, I, I'd be. I, I think. I think if think if it goes down to the doubles, if it goes to the doubles, then there's a way. In, but I don't see it getting yeah, we're there. In, you can throw, toss a coin if it goes to the doubles, and and I I make Germany favourites. I said that yesterday. If it goes to the doubles, I don't think they get to the doubles. I think Medvedev's not having anybody this week. <laughs> he's kind of just he he's on a mission. That bloke, and I think Rublev will find a way. He has. He has found found a way most of the time. And, um, you know, the relentlessness of the hitting, I suspect, will be too much for whoever Germany puts up. Yeah, I agree. Medvedev's another one, you know, that this is a big undertaking for him. And I think that's mm. part of why he's so no-nonsense. You know, I haven't, I haven't taken two weeks out of my off-season to not win this damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I remember when he did his interview at the the O2 and he said, actually, my season's not over yet. I've got to go to the Davis Cup. And I did think at that point, oh, dear, that sounds, that sounds mm. a lot at the moment for you. And I think probably he thinks that as well. But at the same time, it means a lot to him. So off he goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, yeah, very glad, very glad that uh, 
that those big names have played because it makes a difference. Uh, so that's Germany against Russia, the second semi-final tomorrow. That's at midday UK time, 1pm uh, Madrid time. Part of the reason why Matt isn't with us tonight because <laughs> he has to sleep at some point. That is what we eventually decided. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, he'll be back tomorrow as will uh, our laundry list of supporters for the, some of them for the week, some of them for the year. This week we have Mocha, our lovely uh, 17-month-old chocolate lab, who's very smiley. We love Mocha. Uh, we have our mascots. We have Zeus, Scousel, Mousel and Rogue. And David and I are on a collision course for the final. Do, do I get any credit yet for Croatia or not? But the... Th- <sighs> Sort of, but the fact that it hasn't been Marin Cilic doing the thing. So if I just kept my mouth shut, yeah, and just gone if Croatia. If you hadn't, if you hadn't done an eggheads and explained your answer, and if I hadn't called somebody who won three out of three, <laughs> no hoper. Yeah, but anyway, look, points are points, David. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to hopefully prevent you from getting any. Uh, we have. Uh, Billie Jean King, who sponsors Billie Jean, who was present at the start of the podcast, but is at some stage that I that I didn't notice taking herself off to bed. Um, we have Chris Albert Lee, our executive producer. Hello to Chris Albert Lee. You're a top bloke. Uh, and we... Oh, no, we don't have a shout out because we haven't got a match. We'll have to have two tomorrow. <laughs> to tomorrow folks there would have been a shout out but we're going to keep you on the edge of your seat for that tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow we've got two more davis cup podcasts for you to come over the weekend so we'll speak to you then Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.